Hello to anyone out there listening who is still there. Um, welcome to the third. Yes, welcome to the third episode of Chi Talks. I am Chipo Fate, or just Chipo, or Chi, the host of this podcast where we talk about life, love, and everything in between. Um, for my little army of uh, avid listeners who may have noticed that I did not put up an episode, didn't put one up last week. I'm not 100% sure if I put one up the week before. I can actually hop on and check when was the last time I put up an episode. It's, it's been a young minute. It's been a young minute. Um, <laughs> to anyone who's listening, who's listening frequently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March 2nd, we're on the 22nd, wow, 22nd when this was recorded, so it was about 20, 20 days ago, 21, 3 weeks, 21, can you do some for me, yeah, it's been a while, it's been a while, which should be a testament to the kind of month that I have had, because that break was not planned, that break was not planned, life got really busy, at work, especially, and just generally with navigating life. So I had to make very impulsive decisions, um, impulsive instantaneous decisions where I just chose to zero in and focus on myself. I didn't even send a newsletter um, for two weeks as well, which is different for me. Was it two weeks as well for the newsletter? Yeah, it was, which is a major thing for me because I've never done that before. I usually maybe I'll disappear on Thursday and then tune back in on a Friday and just let the crew know, hey, this is what's going on. This is why I wasn't available. But for the last two weeks, I'm not going to lie to you, I was struggling. I was struggling. There was just way too much on my plate and things became really stressful. I also underestimated the effect adding another project to my list of things to do i kind of underestimated how hectic that would be and uh it's it's hectic because it's not just recording it's recording a podcast recording the actual raw footage then finding time to edit that footage but not only edit that footage but also find time to you know export to extract quotable moments which i haven't been able to do because i just haven't had time then social media then sharing and that's just one thing now throw in a newsletter, then throw in work, which is demanding. And we're just going through a, through some very different times at work. Let's just put it that way. Nothing bad, nothing bad at all. Really good. It's just with, you know, as time goes by, there's responsibilities that need to be done. And with responsibility means, you know, a heavier workload. And that heavier workload <laughs> showed all the way up. So unfortunately, I was not able to maintain my balance. Last week, I tried. I really tried. I wanted it to be the hurrah moment where I record a podcast and send out a newsletter and um, talk about my triumph over the week and show you that you can handle all these things all at once, but I just couldn't. Instead, I spent my Thursday resting. I rested. I went into town. I bought myself a very pretty pair of high heels. I had coffee at one of my favorite restaurants, favorite cafes. Shout out XL Coffee and Wine. I also 
bought a couple of leggings because even though we're transitioning into spring, it's still a little bit chilly and relevant and leggings are still relevant this I just allowed myself to be. I think I had a brownie as well. I did. I had a stomach ache afterwards, but you see with me, brownies. Uh, I'm not completely lactose intolerant. I know that sounds odd. It's a touch and go thing. Sometimes my body doesn't mind milk. Other times it's a disaster. The same applies to very sweet treats, especially sweet treats with dairy, chocolate, and well, obviously sugar because, you know, chocolate, sugar. Sometimes it goes really well. Other times I get a terrible stomach ache. I had a terrible stomach ache, but it was worth it because the brownies from XL Coffee and Wine are to die for. I love them. If you don't like them, that's not my problem. You need to learn nicer things in this life, but for me, it's Anyway, I dedicated Thursday to just reclaiming a bit of my time. It was not the kind of week I anticipated. I thought last week was going to be a nicer week, a, 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 a smoother week, because it was also going into my birthday. Ah, uh, yes, my birthday was on Sunday, the 19th of March. I turned 30. Hello, third floor. Hello, cheaper from the other side. Bye bye, 20s. And now here I am, a fully fleshed adult. When I said that to some of my friends, they're like, you were already an adult. I'm like, yeah, but there's a difference between being a 20-something adult and being an adult who is 30. When you tell people I'm 30, they're like, ooh. And then the 20s, they're like, okay, because either you're with other people who are in the 20s or you're with people who are like already in their 30s older than you. But when you get to 30, you know, even the response to how people wish me happy birthday, there were some very sincere well wishes that I never really received before. And I get it because 30 is, 30 is a pretty defining year. It is. It's the start of a new decade. You've let go of your 20s. Apparently, you know, this is the point where life becomes fun. Um, still stressful, but um, you have your, you have more money and more wisdom. So apparently things go a lot better than I've yet to see it. I'm only a few days into 30 and it's been, it wasn't been bad. I can't complain, you know, except the odd inconvenience here and there. But before we dive into 30 and my reflections on turning this age, let me continue with how my week was last week. There were a lot of things that went wrong and I was very bitter about it. Bitter is the word. I was. Um, I ended up having a huge venting session with God because that's what prayer is like for me sometimes. It's just venting sessions of, I don't know what's going on. And, you know, it was a space for me to talk about things that I, a lot of disappointments that I'd been holding on to. Um, I wasn't happy with the way the week was going. There was an unexpected financial expense that almost cost me the money I'd been saving for my birthday. Um, yeah, there were a lot of inconveniences that kept coming together. And even though I was able to come up with plans, I was also very irritated because sometimes I'm just, I just don't want to have to come up with backup plans, you know? Sometimes I don't want to have to think about what what happens if this doesn't work out. I know people say it's adulting, it's part of life, it's what you have to do. But sometimes I just don't want that. When you have to constantly do it, it gets really tired. And I was tired because I just wanted a break from that. I wanted a break from, you know, planning. That was me trying to, you know, James Bond or MacGyver it. Yeah, MacGyver isn't from my timeline, so that wasn't me showing my age. It's more of my parents' time or Gen Xers. But I just wanted, you know, 
a nice week to ease into my birthday be happy fun vibes i don't want stress exhaustion and frustration but the stress exhaustion and frustration were in abundance so by the time thursday came i was really tired like my body was really tired also physically um i've been doing yoga for almost november december january february march five months now which is great but we ran really hard last week tuesday and it messed me up that plus the fact that my body was already tired means that we yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good look things were not looking good so i was just really fatigued and i decided that on thursday i just didn't want to do anything that wasn't beyond the necessary it was difficult not sending a newsletter it was difficult you know because i was like i wanted i just wanted the, the week to go well i wanted to be a triumphant end to my 20s it sounds dramatic but it's true and i had to do a bit of ego work there a bit of identity work because i had to ask myself why why do you feel like it was so important to show up in the midst of chaos because there are a lot of valid things that happened in the sense that valid in the sense that if i chosen to take a break or if i chosen to tap out it would have been absolutely okay with everything that happened that's what i should have done but instead i wanted to rise above it and show people to rise above it that yes you can send out a newsletter and record and edit your own podcast while balancing work and personal life and fitness but i was like okay but why when did i feel like i needed to prove to people that i have it all together when i'm also constantly saying that i don't have it all together so when did it change when did i feel that pressure and i can't answer for when i felt that pressure but i realized that you know what you need to do some work on how you or how how you interpret how people perceive you how if anyone's even checking for you like that or why you feel like you need to do that when you constantly by you I mean myself when you constantly spend a lot of your time telling people hey you don't need to do it all it's okay if you know the wheels come off the bicycle a couple of times it's okay if you can't do it so why wasn't i applying that in my personal life you know it's a very cute thing people who tend to be more aligned with helping other people i guess um I stray I, I I stay away from words like empath and all those things because I mean if you identify as an empath and you you carry that word that's fine I just for me it's a double sided thing I just don't like what it's become it's kind of been co-opted into like a buzzword and a lot of people don't really take time to understand what it means you know when you call yourself an empath secondly it's also covered up sometimes to to not address behavior that requires accountability. So, oh no, I just find myself involved in everyone's issues because I'm an empath or I feel things deeply and as a result I just feel like I have to be there for everyone because I'm an empath. Mm. While you may be an empath, you are also someone who needs to learn to draw the line between when your help is needed and when it's not. Because just because you may feel or sense other people's emotions, it doesn't mean they've given you the right to one speak to them, to speak into their lives, or three even offer your help. That's how you'll be there saying, "But I was here to help," and the person will say, "But did we ask you? They didn't ask you." So that's awkward. 
um it's very much in a care a caregiving space like people tend to do that a lot you know and that's why i'm like i take titles very seriously even in terms of how i align myself i don't know what i am i'm just people who's just here speaking sometimes all right i'm the, the most comfortable thing i can call myself as a writer um but anything else besides that i'm just like i'm just someone who likes helping and i feel like that sensitivity is important because we don't always know i don't know if that makes sense but like you know if someone says i'm an empath are you really do how do you know are you sure do you know what like that means the weight that comes with it because it's not just a, a quirky word you know let's let's even google it i disconnected my keyboard to accommodate my ring light empath we got time we got time 12 minutes in Empaths are individuals who are extremely perceptive of the feelings and emotions of people around them, which typically comes through some intuitive abilities. But sometimes, empaths may face challenges with setting boundaries between themselves and others. You see? You see? You see? This is from WebMD. Even WebMD is telling you that you need boundaries. For yourself and for others. Because it's not every situation that you need to jump into. It's not every person you need to help. It's not every... In fact, if anything... It's not even your own to 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 open your mouth and say what you what you sense because that's the thing with intuition. Intuition isn't just about sensing things. With intuition, there should be discernment. Intuition, discernment. So you know when to speak and when not to speak. Do I regard myself as an intuitive person to an extent? Yeah, there are a lot of things that I pick up. A lot of the times, where I'm not even intentionally doing it. Sometimes through dreams. Sometimes through just an inner feeling or just sensing. Um, because I'd be on that spiritual tip. I'd be on that spiritual tip. tip, tip, tip. Well, I'm a believer. And, you know, from a Christian perspective, there are the gifts of the spirit. And, you know, this sensing thing is there. Sometimes it's a land of the prophetic. Some people just say it's a great sense of compassion. Yeah. Anyway. But I don't speak about it every time. Sometimes I, don't, I just I just keep it to myself. Because I'm like, who am I to talk to you about? I feel like you're really sad. What if the person doesn't want to talk about it? So if you feel like you're a gifted person, you need to also just be aware of your boundaries. Now, I know, I realize I backtracked. I realize I, 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 I tangented, but I remember what I was trying to say. I remember what I was trying to say. What I was trying to say before is people who tend to be caregivers, who are gifted, call themselves empaths, whatever. Uh, we tend to do this thing of saying, ah, ha, ha, I'm so good at giving advice, but I can't follow it. Oh my gosh, why can't I follow my own advice? Which is cute and funny and makes for good TikToks and reels. But bro, that's also a call for accountability, hey? Yeah. It's like I turned 30 and suddenly accountability is the word. <laughs> but it's the truth, though. Why aren't you listening to your own advice? You realize that actually makes you a bit of a suspect person for people to listen to. Because if you can't even tell, follow the advice that you give to others, why must they follow your advice? What level of authority, what level of trust have you given them? People learn by example. So you can give the greatest advice in the world. Oh, sleep eight hours a day. Oh, this is this. But if you're you know, doing the complete opposite, it just makes you look like an empty vessel, bro. Makes you look like someone who's just talking. Just You're just talking, talking, but you're not doing what, you know, you're not you're not living up to your word 
and that's the thing for me i'm hitting it here that's for me that's hitting me there because i'm like there are times i have really just fallen short of the advice i've given take it easy don't overthink things you know it's okay if you drop the ball you can pick it up next week because when i drop the ball it becomes an issue for a month so in that space of not posting not you know doing all the things i was like why do you feel like you always need to be super why do you need to be super it's an ego thing i think it is an ego thing personally for me and my capacity i feel like it's an ego thing it's like this thing where you feel like you know you admire the admiration you appreciate the admiration that's given to you oh my gosh how do you do it oh my gosh i want to be like you and you know if you're a you know if you're a humble person or you try to exercise humility or you prioritize it or you're striving towards it you'll be there like oh i try my best oh i don't know how i do it that's like fake a little bit fake isn't it so yeah that was like my last reflection before i turned 30 it was why do you feel the need to be a beacon of you can do it all why do you feel the need to be super and i feel like that also plays into why i felt so anxious before i turned 30 because usually i embrace age i embrace birthdays i love them 21 22 27 28 i was like then six months before my birthday literally the 19th of september it hit me i'm turning 30 six months oh my god that's a big age and i was trying to figure out why i felt so anxious and angsty because i've never been that person um i've always kind of tried to be someone who not entirely lives life on her own terms because eh, but is trying to carve out a life that you know that i'm happy with and sometimes you know that looks different to what is the norm i don't think i'm a deviant to it or a different person like that it's not a personality trait it's a preference because i just don't want to be one of those people or i don't want to be a person who is so afraid of going after what she wants in life that you know just doesn't do it i don't want to get to you know 40 50 60 and wonder what if i had actually followed through on that idea the little bits of those things of what ifs that I've had already haunt me so much sometimes where I'm like, mm-hmm. so rather I try. If it doesn't work out, we go, we come back, you know, we figure it out. Failure sucks, but it's also made me into a person who's willing to try things, you know. But when it came to 2030, I think, if I'm really honest with you, I think I was dealing with the fact, and it ties into what I went through last week, which was... This wasn't the plan. There's a lot of things that happened in my 20s that weren't the plan. First of all, I didn't expect to still be where I am right now, living, like, physics, um, location-wise. Um, that was a surprise. Not a bad surprise for me, because, you know, I enjoy being here in Cyprus, um, even though that journey is wrapping up. Um, but I thought maybe I'd be somewhere else, you know. And it's hard when you see other people in your life who've left... Who are in other countries and you want to hey, do I make the right choice? Career-wise, I'm actually quite happy with where I am. The fact that I've been able to carve out a career the way I have. That was one area I've always been happy with. Not always, but right now. Even then, there were a few changes that were happening in that area that weren't the plan. And there was some grieving that had to be done. There was some frustration. So even then, like last week, I was like, this wasn't the plan. Um... 
excuse me, friendship wise, friendship wise, we were happy. I have some great friends. And they're the reason why we managed to get to this age as happy and as well built as I am. Relationships definitely, definitely was a painful point. I am a person who loves love. I have had a great example set by my parents, surrounded by people, you know, experienced the goodness of love, and I definitely desired and desired that for myself. But the fact that that hadn't worked out, and then reflecting on what I, you know, I had, what my life in my 20s was turbulent. Yeah, turbulent is the word to put. And, you know, not having my person by that, there was a lot of fear attached to that because, you know, as much as you want to block out the noise, you still hear what people say about women who turn 30 or women over their 30s who are single. Oh, you make up for it with your career, but you think, oh, you think you're different, but no, you're just unwanted, whatever. There's a time that stuff actually did get to me. I didn't feel unwanted, no. But it was just a... I guess I had a moment with God where I just asked him, Lord, will that ever happen for me? Like, you know, I've I've met some people, you know, way older than me who desired love, but just never got it. And, you know, they're wrestling with accepting that. I'm like, how do I know I'm no different from them? What makes me different? God, am I going to find a love that, you know, stays good? All factors considered, you know, not always. Love doesn't always stay good. Like, is that is that in your plan for me? Because there had been a couple of hopefuls, a number of false starts, you know. And it, it does get to you, it does. And it's uncomfortable for me to talk about, but I'm like, that's the point of being vulnerable within reason. And it is something that, you know, maybe you're in your late 20s or your early 20s and, you know, you're like me trying to figure out their life, trying to live life on your terms or whatever. And, you know, the love life department just isn't doing what it needs to be done. And I think a part of me was also mourning because my last relationship, um, the one that ended in September, I really thought that was it, hey? I really thought, you know, this is my person and we're going to make it work. And then when that fell apart, <laughs> spectacularly, when that fell apart, that really affected me. It really did. And I, it took me a while to actually confront it. I Because after the breakup, I just shut down. I shut down and I carried on doing what I needed to do. You know, I thought I was fine. I justified everything. I explained it away. Oh, no, it's good that this happened because I realized, I realized until I couldn't realize any further. So, you know, moment came in december where i found myself really really sad i was sad on christmas bro <laughs> i was sad on christmas and i tried to figure out why and i realized that this isn't how i wanted my christmas to be this isn't how i had envisioned it this isn't how i envisioned my life so it was just like a domino effect this one thing came it just kept going and um i finally sat down and i allowed myself to feel my emotions so i was just like i just don't think I've dealt with this properly. Uh, that was, mind you, that was December. And December, there was a lot of hard work that was done. December, January. I came out of that rut. And I came out, you know, a lot more peaceful. But, you know, in the earlier weeks, before I turned 30, it did become a bit difficult for me. Where I was just like, this wasn't the plan, bro. This wasn't the plan. Kids, yeah. I'm not too upset about not having them right now. But that's one thing with me. I've always been like, hey, let's see how it goes, eh? 
because it's just so tricky children not the babies themselves the babies are beautiful they're a blessing pregnancy my nose i always look at my nose and i'm just like what will happen to you when there's a baby <laughs> but I, my biggest worry is always just the dog barking child um is the partner it's one of those because whether you're married whether you have a child out of wedlock because you know there's this thing you know we try to deceive ourselves and saying no get married and then that's the best time to have a baby which you know obviously is recommended but it's not always what happens and you know there's this false sense of security of yes my husband will be a present parent but there are a lot of single mothers who are married there are a lot of women who've had to you know do everything on their own and i see that and i'm like eh, i do not have the mental capacity for that i don't i don't and i'm like there are just so many factors to consider and even if i'm overthinking it that's fine let me overthink it i'd rather overthink it than walk into a relationship or to a marriage thank you oh we've got this even in the conversations because even when you conversate like you conversate excuse me even when you converse you may think yes we have covered everything and then the person told their true colors so yeah, i have a lot of thoughts and feelings about you know love and marriage and you know those love those feelings reared themselves up as i was reflecting on 30 but then a moment of peace came out just like no but you know you've actually done really well for yourself bro i'm not the naive bubble-eyed girl that i was before that's for sure um there are a few situations that beat that out of me but i i, I found it again i still believe in the one i love them. i believe it's out there i believe there are multiple instances of it i'm very much a person who doesn't believe there's this one soulmate or this one person that the heavens are shining on you and saying that is your person that was me side-eyeing okay it's bombastic side <laughs> oh tiktok i believe that you know there are many there are a lot of people out there that you can meet and you know there's a potential for a future there whatever your future looks like or what you want out of a relationship and if one ends it's devastating it's painful but i believe love can show up again and it has it has for me not every one of my relationships was disastrous some ended amicably and we just realized that this is the way we want to go do I still believe there's a relationship out there where I'll think, yeah, we're doing this. And the person there's like, yeah, we're doing this. And we done do it. We done do it. You guys will get an invite to my wedding. Uh, if I know you personally. So those are my thoughts on love and relationships. But when I finally walked into 30, there wasn't a big thing. I haven't even vision boarded yet. I haven't even written an email to myself. I did write one to myself though, two years ago. That was very sweet. Fun fact. I thought, so I wrote this letter in 2020. But for some reason, I thought I'd written that for 2022 when I turned 29. So when I turned 29, there I am waiting for my annual letter to myself and it didn't come. I was so upset. So I thought, girl, you messed up the dates. Write another letter. I never wrote that second letter because I only got one one on Sunday, but it did come out. And um, I'd like to share a bit of what I wrote, if you don't mind. 
but very much freestyling this episode it's just you know cheaper from that side you get to spend some time with me i haven't spent some time with you in a while um also excited because i'm recording this video so i'm kind of excited to see what that looks like but yeah so this was the letter hey chipo happy birthday i know you're already crying <laughs> bro we're still doing this let me behave gotta respect myself every now and then especially since you're my older or am i your elder? since i'm coming from the past baby girl i'm just here to say happy birthday and look at you Look around you, sis. You knew that you'd get here, but you just didn't expect it to look like this. I'm gonna try not to cry while you read it this time, because I cried the first time I read it. I just want you to know that I'm so proud of you for sticking to the decisions you made, actively choosing growth, peace, and health. 2020 was a very tough touch and go, was very touch and go in that department, but we can safely say they had us in the first half. And they truly did. But we showed them, didn't we? Lord damn, yes. I know it wasn't easy. Growing up never is. And there's a lot you've had to overcome. Tears were shed. Laughter was had. Leaps were taken. Goal, you finally found your next base. I'm kind of speaking in faith here, but if you're still in Cyprus, it's okay. But that's not important. Sis, I'm just here to say the fruit of your good works have flourished. And they will continue to do so. We set out to build in the last three years of the 20s and build we did. I know you have more you want to tackle, more you want to achieve, more people you want to reach. But sis, I also want you to sit in this moment. Really sit in it and thank God because look at how far you've come. The itty bitty bits you worked on now, wondering if it was worth it, you came and did it. You persevered. You persisted. And imagine if you hadn't. I know you spend time dwelling on what the next decade looks like, the next five years, but I know you're not alone, so I'm not worried. But I do know that the good work the Lord has begun in you will continue to grow, flourish. I know you have your fears. I know there's grief you carry. I know you still get overwhelmed. But I'm so glad you've continued to trust in God and his infinite wisdom. You chose his way and you'll never regret that. So have an absolute blast today. You deserve it. Put that laptop aside, mute your notifications a bit and have fun. Get the best bubbly you can. And if life is finally post-panoramic, post-pandemic, please go out and enjoy good food. I'm so proud of you for pushing. I know the 20s were a lot and there were a couple of times we almost lost you. <laughs> but thank God for God. Thank God for you. As you continue to focus on changing hearts one at a time, may yours continue to abound with softness. May you continue to receive good love and may peace forever be your portion. Woo! Promotion. You're a wonder, sis. Never forget that. Loads of love. Yours always. Chipo. 28.4 I promised myself I wouldn't get emotional, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Ah, I wrote that letter on the 10th of February 2021. 
And when I think back to that time, there were so many uncertainties, so many things that just hadn't happened. So many questions I still had. And if I could go back, I wish I could hug 28-year-old people and let her know that I hadn't even turned 28 by then. I turned 28 like a month later, but still. I wish I could go and hug her. 2021 was a rough year. It was a good year, but it was also a rough year. 2022 wasn't any better. It was like better, it was like great in some areas, and then, mm, mm, and, and others. <laughs> but the thing that gets me is just the faith. That's why I love writing letters to myself. Sorry, I burped. So I love writing letters to myself. That's why I love vision boarding. That's why I love taking notes. Because it's such an act of faith. I didn't know that I would be here now. And I'm so much, I'm so happy with where I am. Career-wise, friendship-wise, personally, how I view myself. Like, sure, yeah, relationships. But the fact that I've learned to be a person who can stay away from what's not what's not good for her instead of seeing it as a challenge to endure or to, you know, win someone's affection with endurance or persistent perseverance or people-pleasing. That's such a big win. That I've learned to let things go. That I've learned, eh, well, we'll deal with this in the morning. Or I've done my part. There's not much more I can do. Instead of overthinking, worrying, and trying to overcompensate, how can't how could I not walk into my 30s happy? Just hearing my parents, the emotions in their voice, the pride, the love. Sure it wasn't a perfect road, but which road is ever perfect? That's one thing I've learned as we're growing up, and it's not to excuse, you know, if you've gone through really traumatic situations with your parents, this does not apply to you at all. But for me, and I look at my parents, I'm like, you guys had the odds stacked against you growing up. There's no reason you guys should have ended up where you ended up. But you did. And there are a lot of scars that came that way. But you did the best you can. And yeah, there are a couple of things I did have to go to therapy for. But overall, I think I, I couldn't ask for a better set of parents. Because they're the reason I am the person that I am. They don't always understand me, and I understand that. But their love, their pride, just showing up just who they are. You know, like, I had no, there was no fighting chance for, for, for failure, bro. Like, failure had no fighting chance. It tried. It tried. Fun fact, I almost died when I was born. Long story, but... Just the circumstances around it, it was very clear that, man, they didn't want me alive. They were here. And we intend on being here for a while. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't have any 30 lessons for you for 30. I do have a lot of younger friends and sisters. Yeah, brothers too. Yeah, I, I love y'all brothers, but you know, there's some things maybe I can't tell you because I'm not a guy. But I do, and I, I get, I have been asked questions like, how did you navigate the twenties? What, well, how are you navigating adulting life after school? There's still episodes that'll come after that. But if there's one thing I definitely would want to say to all oh, you younger folk, listen to me, younger folk, I'm 30 for three days, I'm just saying younger folk, bear with me. You've got something in here, bro. 
you feel it it's tangible like you feel it it's real it's a conviction i don't know what that conviction is for but is the conviction that has you showing up to your studio sessions every week is the conviction that has you putting pinterest boards as you plan fashion as you plan your vision board for when you'll attend new york fashion is that thing that makes you continue writing is that thing that makes you keep practicing going to school programming designing is that thing that just makes you keep going where you believe that bro this has to work i don't know how but this has to work Maybe it's a conventional field because you don't have to be an artist to live a life on your own terms. Or you could be a doctor, a lawyer, an accountant. Every path is valid. But there's something in you here that you feel like you feel. I feel if you feel it because I feel it. I have that thing for me, but it's mine. You have your own. Don't you ever let go of that. Don't ever let go of your conviction. If there's one thing in this life, you have to. Pick a side and stick to it, bro. Hopefully, it's the right side. But if it's a side I disagree on, who am I to fault you? But just that, pick that, pick that side for your life. We're grateful on motivation, aspire to require to decide. Well, but that's fine. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. But sometimes you need a little bit of that crazy. You need a little bit of that annoying. You need a little bit of that delusional or whatever that motivational stuff to get there. I mean, if it didn't work, there wouldn't be so many people trying to be motivational speakers. And this life is hard. This life can be so hard. We're cynical as it is. We're cynical as it is, and we're skeptical as it is. So sometimes you do need that light. You need that light. You need that energy. You need that belief. You need to be. You know. You need to be like those those YouTube motivational videos that like to shout, "I'm gonna get it. Go and get it, bro." But it will take time. And the reason why I say hold on to that conviction is because there are times where it's not going to make sense. There are times where you know people are gonna look you in the eye and be like, "You've lost it, bro." There are times when you know people are gonna look at you like this delusional human being. What do they think? But you have to hold on to it, and you have to keep pressing, even if your friends don't believe in you. It's not something I can relate to. My friends have always believed it. But even when you lose people, when people walk away, when you know you have to make sacrifices for it, when you know the road that you thought you were going to have changes, and suddenly you're on your own because you know the person you thought that you were with just doesn't understand it. Even if your parents, to an extent, don't understand it, lock in, dude. Lock in and hold on. You have to hold on to your conviction because that is what is going to. That's what you're going to build on. That's the seed in you that you have to build on. You won't regret it. To add to that, the only other thing I'd say is be kind. If there's one thing that I've appreciated in my life is appreciating kindness. To some people, they may say that I've been a walkover, or I've been too, or I've been, you know, too soft, or mm, I don't understand. But I have. It pays to be kind. Don't do it in the expectation of getting something back. But the fact that you could have done worse, but you chose to just, you chose to do better. I'm yet to find a time where it doesn't pay off. Are there times I've forgiven things that I wish I hadn't forgiven so soon? Yeah. But then I always come back to, but I'm glad I did, because the alternative would have just been so time-consuming, energy-consuming. So, yeah, be kind and learn to laugh at yourself. Maybe this is turning into lessons. Okay, I'll say, hold on to your conviction. Be kind. Learn to laugh at yourself. You have to. Life is too serious for you to not learn to laugh at yourself. You're gonna make a lot of muck-ups. You're gonna trip. You're gonna fall. You're gonna embarrass yourself. Learn to laugh at yourself. 
before the good people in your life who are stuck around don't hold back from appreciating them appreciate them as much as you can even if they say it's enough i'm known for being that emotional friend when i'm at drinks with my friends and i go guys they're like there she goes i'm like i don't care i love you guys and i want you guys to know and the fifth one for good measure it's hmm. the fifth thing that i've held on to try new things try new things yeah hiking i've gone hiking i hated it but i still did it tried different fruits different projects try new things one of them might stick languages god knows maybe the 30s is when i'll learn a few other languages try things don't count yourself out does that count as number six yeah okay try new things don't count yourself out yeah and just know that no matter what it's gonna work out I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where, why, what. Excuse me, but it's gonna work out. And if you don't have the energy to believe it, I'm gonna believe it for you. So yeah, that's cheaper from the other side. Thanks for tuning in. Um, the structure for the podcast might change. I'm still in between, so I'm not gonna make any announcements just yet. But we'll see in terms of how frequently I upload an episode. But um, for now, we'll be glad that I made it to another week. Happy I did. Take care of yourself, friends. Thanks for tuning in again. Thanks for sticking with me along this journey. It's good to have you here. Be kind to yourself. It's one thing my uh, nutrition coach, my former nutrition coach, Ruby would always say. Love her. Um yeah be kind to yourself do fun things this week if you like telling me about them email me at chipo at chipofaith.com you want to follow me and my escapades and follow me on instagram chipofaith underscore if you uh want to join my newsletter where i send nice lovely things to my people sometimes it's you know art striking things you can go to chipofaith.com You'll see the newsletter tab there and you can join through there or you can go to my Instagram, click on the link in my bio and be able to join. This is Chipo signing out. And like I usually say to my people in my newsletter crew, I'm rooting for you. Always. Bye.